Welcome to GoPro, a podcast dedicated to giving athletes the tools to transition, transform, and achieve their greater purpose in life. Get ready to go pro. Hey guys, welcome back to GoPro, and thank you all so, so much for tuning in each week to grow, improve, and most importantly, adapt to change. See, change is the only constant in life, and the ability to adapt to those changes will determine your level of success. Adapting to change is something that your professor won't teach you in class. The only real teacher is life itself. Let's be honest, change can be something that's very overwhelming and stressful, which is why here on the GoPro podcast, we like to provide practical examples and feature guests who have overcame those uncomfortable changes and are willing to share their story so our listeners can identify with them and and come to the realization that they aren't alone. Someone else has gone through the same things that currently have you stuck and there is light at the end of the tunnel. With that being said, I would like to welcome on the show former SEC women's basketball star, model, photographer, traveler, entrepreneur, if you name it, she's done it. Welcome to the show, Sierra Porter. You just made me sound 10 times cooler than I actually am, but thank you. <laughs> you are. I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's important yeah. to highlight, you know, successes and, and some of the great things that you're currently doing. I appreciate that you made time to join us here at GoPro because I can imagine life has gotten 10 times busier because you've just launched your own swimsuit line. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? That has been a learning curve. Um, Yeah, so I had this idea a while back to start a sustainable swimwear line. Um, It kind of started in September of last year and just been working, you know, with the manufacturers, trying to get everything ready to go. COVID definitely slowed it down, but we finally launched July 11th. So it's been fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Can you go into detail about what your company brand represents and how you went about finding a manufacturer that aligned with that representation? For sure. So with your first part of the question, like what the brand represents, um, it's called Amini Swim and Amini means believe in Swahili. And we picked that name just because we wanted it to be a company, a brand that we always believed in, that people could always believe in, and that kind of highlights what we believe. And so we um, want to use it for more than just selling swimsuits, but to like make a positive impact in the world. And obviously, like through sustainability, um, our swimsuits use recycled plastics, like we're polluting our oceans at one point. And so they like spin it down into fabric and then you can wear it and it goes back in the ocean, but in a much better way. And the second part of your question, what was it again, remind me? So the second part of the question was, how did you go about finding a manufacturer that aligned with what your brand represents? Right, so the most important things to me in a manufacturer were that they can do the whole sustainable practices and that they also take really good care of their staff. And so a lot of brands, um, the fast fashion brands that all the swimsuits are like 10 bucks or cheaper, um, there's a reason they're that cheap. It's because the people making them, they're not getting paid enough to live. They're not getting paid enough um, to have any type of good quality of life. And on top of that, the conditions at the manufacturing plant are just horrible. And so finding a manufacturer that took really good care of their staff 
was the main thing to me and we found a manufacturer in Bali that checked all of those boxes for us. And we would love to find one in the USA to keep you know jobs here, but right now that was just what made most sense. That's awesome. I know you've traveled kind of around the world. Was Bali one of those places? And is that where the idea birthed from? No, I was supposed to be going to Bali in April, but it got canceled just because of the pandemic. So hopefully oh, I get there soon but it's been high on my list forever. I've been to like Thailand and Vietnam, so right around that area, but never to Bali. That's amazing. And I'm so glad that your brand represents more than, than just making profits. Where can someone go out and, and find and support your business? Right now it's just um, online. And so AminiSwim.com and something cool that was really important to me um, was that we give 10% of our profits back. And so each month we kind of pick a different charity or organization that we really feel led to give to. And this month, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's Child Rescue Coalition. Their mission is to just stop child trafficking. And so they've been doing a lot of really good work taking um, all those bad guys off the streets and getting yeah. them behind bars. <laughs> and so that's where the money's going this month. So I'm excited about that. It sounds like your your business has allowed you to, you know, reach more people's hearts than, than just their pockets. So, you know, that's always a plus. Now I want to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners just a little bit more about your amazing family and what it was like growing up with eight siblings. I get this question all the time, like, what is it like growing up with a big family? And honestly, <laughs> like, I don't know any different. And so it's just normal to me. But I feel so blessed to have grown up with so many different personalities. Like, I think from the outside looking in, you look at our family and we all seem quite similar. But if you even like came to like a family dinner you would see in 10 minutes, it's literally 10 different personalities. <laughs> and that has really taught me a lot about how to navigate relationships um, with people that are different than you, how to just see the good in people. And I mean, we have our little arguments like any siblings do, but at the end of the day, our parents really instilled in us just like a deep love and respect for each other, despite like how different we may be. What sibling do you feel like you're most like? What sibling do I feel like I'm most like? Yeah. I would say my little brother, Coben. He loves to travel. He's gone on like a California coast road trip with me and it was the most fun I've ever had. He's kind of a little nature ocean baby, just like me. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely see him going the entrepreneur route and owning multiple businesses one day. Like he is just the hardest worker. I feel like I'm tooting my own horn <laughs> because I'm talking so highly of him. Yeah. But honestly, he's, he's cooler than I am. Like I love that kid. I love all my siblings, but he is just very different, very special. Nice. Well, I can't envision that you woke up this confident, successful risk taker overnight. What's been your story and what led you to where you are today? Yeah, you're right. I definitely did not I think some people just are naturally super confident and know exactly what they want to do. I feel like I've kind of worked towards confidence and kind of stumbled upon what I love. And I'm very, very thankful for that. But just backstory a little bit. My whole family is a basketball family. I've played basketball all growing up. The older four, the only four that have been to college so far, we all went to Mizzou. Um, so it's just kind of been like basketball, basketball, basketball. And yeah. it's been fun, but when that came to an end, I had to realize like my identity is not in basketball. It's like who Jesus says I am. And so like going on that journey of like figuring out who does Jesus say I am? Like who am I really apart from basketball, apart from any identity that's tied to anything in the world, finding out who I really am has just given me confidence. And it's 
made it to where like anything that I'm passionate about and anything that I kind of find myself in, I know I can make an impact through it. And so I just give my full self to it. And so photography and videography wise, that's like the other thing that I've mainly been doing mm -hmm. after basketball. That's been something I've loved since I was a kid. Like I was always taking photo shoots of my siblings. I was always editing little videos. Um, so that's kind of been since day one, just that creative outlet. But everything else, I honestly, like at 15, whatever, I never would have thought I would own a swimwear company. And I also need to plug, like I don't own it by myself. It's also my friend Aubrey. But these things have kind of presented themselves to me and I just feel like anywhere that I find myself, I know that I'm there for a reason and I just try to make an impact through that. So, yeah, that's I like your answer a lot. And I feel like it's so detrimental that we find our own selves and our, and our own identity outside of what we do. I know you had mentioned basketball was a yeah. was a key factor in your life. And you have two brothers in the NBA. So I can imagine there was there was almost a pressure you put on yourself to, to constantly right. be great. And so the fact that you were able to find things that you like to do and that make you and embody kind of what Sierra is at the core is awesome. So you, I guess. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like you said, there might be a pressure or something to just keep with the basketball route. And I definitely felt that at one point, because like you said, two brothers in the NBA, like and then that I didn't go pro or anything. Yeah. I think it was something that I used to really want to do when I was a kid. That was honestly my dream. But as I got older, I just have realized other things that really ignite the fire in me as well. And so it's been cool to kind of discover a whole different side and pour my time into a whole different side of myself. Yeah. Was there any obstacles on your journey that shifted you off track? Maybe like an injury or um, a coach that you didn't see eye to eye with? Yeah, definitely the injury thing. I tore my ACL super young. I was in eighth grade. Oh, wow. And I think at that time, we just did not know what we didn't know. We didn't know like how to find the best doctors or the best like physical therapy. I don't even remember really going to physical therapy. Like I just didn't get the kind of care that people know how to get now. Yeah. And so because of that, I've always just like had knee issues. Like my knee's always super swollen, like it looks obese. <laughs> and so it just is always really painful to play on. And so that kind of took, definitely took some of the joy out of it for me. Um, I want to be able to, you know, run around and go on hikes with my kids one day. And so I don't want to be that jacked up. And did you face anything like that in college? Um, I know you said you had to go through a period of, of finding yourself. Was there any obstacles that you faced that kind of pushed or, or um, was the catalyst in, in starting that, uh, that recreation? Yeah, I think so. Another little part of my backstory that I didn't mention, growing up until high school, I was homeschooled. And so I didn't really have a ton of social experience, whatever. And then in high school, I was still just like the perfect little goody two shoes kid. Like I never went to parties, I never drank, like nothing at all. And mm -hmm. I think the freedom that came with college overwhelmed me. And I just found myself wanting to fit in and do what everyone around me was doing. And I think I, thankfully had a very short-lived wild period, but um, yeah. I realized very quickly that doing what everyone else is doing is not fulfilling at all. It's not who I want to be. It's not who I'm called to be. And so I think just going and kind of hitting rock bottom with some of the decisions I was making mm -hmm. really made me question who I want to be. So yeah, there definitely was a, a defining moment, I would say my freshman year of college. 
Yeah, I, th- I feel like everybody has that period in college where they just wild out and, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, well, maybe I, I don't have as much freedom as, as I thought that I did. Uh, but you mentioned uh, you mentioned a couple things that I, that I want to hit on that period where you hit rock bottom. You mentioned injuries and just a, a self-reflection period that you had to go through. What do you feel like the worst type of pain you felt and kind of what did that teach you? Um, whether it's physical, emotional, et cetera. Yeah, so during that time period, I think the worst type of pain that I felt, it was definitely more on the emotional side. I just saw how some of my decisions were affecting the people that like I loved most. Yeah. And that like hurt me to my core. Um, so I think it just taught me like our decisions have so many more ramifications than just ourselves. Like this world is not about ourselves. It's about how we love others, how we treat others. And I think like, unfortunately, like I've, I've hurt people in my past, but I think that it did cause me to pause and reflect. And on top of that, I was dealing, like you said, with injuries, like it was just kind of nothing was necessarily going my way. (laughs) And so um, there was just a lot that I had to sit back, reflect and, process and just figure out the best way to move forward because you know we can't change we can't change our past but we can definitely learn from it and use those moments as like a takeoff point instead of letting them keep going downhill yeah i really love that answer um i feel like pain plus reflection equals progress and a lot of times we try to handle pain in one of three ways we either try to distract ourselves from it avoid it or just overall numb ourselves to it but if we can reflect we can rapidly grow in progress because i feel like pain in a lot of cases is the best teacher it's the one that we hate but it actually knows more than we can even imagine for sure on top of that like you said like reflection is huge yeah i feel like something that like our generation isn't the best that is realizing how reflection like you can only do that in solitude and there's so many things trying to buy for our attention and distract us and like social media tv whatever like it's there's just so many distractions but being able to find solitude and reflect is absolutely life-changing yeah social media can definitely be you know our best friend but also our biggest distractor and the downfall to productivity especially for myself during the day you know just hopping on instagram twitter i'll look up and it'll be three four hours <laughs> that have passed by it's so. <laughs> like oh yeah. what happened there <laughs> no exactly but will you bring up something that that kind of goes against society in in today's generation um what's something that you know to be true yourself that other people might disagree with yeah Okay, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to go deep. Something that like I absolutely (laughs) believe is like the Bible. Like I believe the gospel. I believe God is the creator of heaven and earth and he sent his son to live a perfect life and he was crucified and rose again in three days. Like all that, like I believe it and I know it's kind of countercultural right now because what's common is the mindset of what's true for you is true for you, what's true for me is true for me. And there's no absolute truth, but I definitely believe and an absolute truth. Yeah, no, I like that. And I feel like when you have that that foundation of overall truth and in, in your faith yeah. and something to lean on, it gives you direction and it gives you purpose in your life. And for sure, you can make decisions with conviction, knowing that there's a reason why you're in that place and, and why that decision has presented itself to you. Absolutely. 
Yeah, it changes everything to have that solid, solid foundation that like is unshakable and never changes. It gives you a peace, it gives you direction, like you said. I just think you overall know your identity and are just so much less lost when you believe in yeah. believe in God. Well, as we wrap things up, I, I want to give you the opportunity to share with anyone who's um, aspiring to start their own company or is just looking to be more confident in life. What advice would you have for them? I think it's kind of cliche, but I think it's so true. Whatever like idea you have, if it's starting your own company or if, like you said, you're just trying to be more confident, my advice is just to whatever you're doing, give your full self to it because nobody questions you when you believe it, when you believe what you're doing and like the ideas that you're bringing to the table. And I know like sometimes confidence is like a hard thing to come by, but honestly, like if you fake it till, you're, till you make it, people respect and admire confidence so much. And so if you just are pouring your full self into it, people will see that and respect it. And it's just, it gives you a leg up. So that's my advice. Well, that's some great advice. You had mentioned that a mini can only be purchased on your social media platform. So I want to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners where they can find you, where they can go and support your brand. Okay, yes. So my personal Instagram is just at Sierra Porter, Sierra with a C. The Amini swimsuit account is at Amini Swim, which is A-M-I-N-I. And then the link to the website's in the bio, but it's just aminiswim.com. So pretty easy stuff. Yeah, well, there you have it, guys. Go out and support Sierra, support Amini, and join us next week on another episode of GoPro. Thanks again, Sierra, for joining us. Thanks for listening to the GoPro Podcast with your host, Nate Brown. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify.